You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Just a quick note to let you know that the doors for the Spring 2023 Career Author Mastermind are now open. The Mastermind is a 10-week intensive live course with group coaching and a small community of writers who are dedicated to reaching their publishing goals. The Mastermind combines foundational research-backed mindset techniques with proven publishing strategies. So we cover branding, how to sell yourself without selling out, how to write a stellar query letter or jacket copy, putting together your A-team, whether you're traditionally published or self-published, and so much more. Every single thing we cover is applicable, whether you're at the beginning of your career or have already been published. This is truly the best of all of my coaching and publishing experience rolled into one program, and the writers who work with me in the Mastermind consistently say that the experience is transformative for them. The Mastermind runs from April through June 2023. Now, I know schedules can be tricky, So every session is recorded, so you'll never miss a thing if you can't attend live. This is actually the last time I plan to offer the mastermind. So if you're interested in joining me, and I hope that you are, visit evenbetter.co forward slash career authors to apply. The mastermind is already filling up and applications are in a first come, first serve basis. So if this is something you're interested in, I recommend applying now. I would love to see you there. Lisa, hi. So good to see you. What can I coach you on today? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I am wondering if I'm ready to start. Stop querying. Okay. I've been pursuing traditional publishing for a long time. Mm -hmm. I send out queries in small batches. I get full requests and great feedback on the book and my writing. But I keep hearing that the market for suspense is really saturated. Okay. And so you have to be a real standout. to get an agent right now. Yeah. Um, combined with that, when I took your mastermind class last fall or the group, mm-hmm. I told you my brain broke open. And the two <laughs> biggest things that came out of that was um, I realized how little I trust myself mm. and how much I rely on external validation. Yeah. And for my self-worth. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I, I didn't know was how many options there are between traditional publishing and self-publishing. Mm-hmm. How many different models are popping up between there? Yeah. So it just, it's taken me a little while, but I realized my self-confidence was more the issue than my book. And so I've been working on the tools you gave us for mindset to sort of work on my own self-worth. And I'm realizing I'm tired of people telling me when my career can start. Mm-hmm. I'm applauding and- you over here. I love it. Lisa, what I love is that you, like you're self-aware enough to know. I would argue that most of us, myself included, self-confidence is more the issue, right? When we have self-confidence, we go for so much more. I love that you are just aware of it now and dealing with it. It's great. I stare out the window so much because it's like, oh my gosh, my my first response is people-pleasing. But right. what if I didn't do that? What if I stopped and said, what do I think? 
So I had a chance recently to go to a book launch. Um, my very first fiction teacher is traditionally published, but she had, she hired a hybrid publisher to do this one book that had more of a local flavor to it. And I met the publisher. It turns out she's the same publisher I uh, recommended my dad should go to when he wrote his memoir. He didn't oh. want an ISBN number or anything. He just wanted to produce books he could gift. But I didn't realize she had an arm of her publishing company that does hybrid. Okay. So I started thinking about that. And I, I just realized I'm, maybe this is a good opportunity for me to trust myself and say, mm -hmm. I have been looking for somebody who loves my book. But mm -hmm. the truth is, I love it. And I want it to be out in the world. And when I went to that launch party, I just realized what I want is to connect with people. It's not mm -hmm. like I want to be on bestseller list. I just want to connect with people. Yeah. And I can't if my manuscripts is sitting in the slush pile somewhere. Yeah. So I love that you're so clear on what you want. I think this is an amazing place to start from. Okay. And I really respect that you want what you want, not what you've been told to want. Mm -hmm. I think so often people will come to me um, for a consult, for example, and they'll say that they want to, let's say, be on the New York Times bestseller list. And when I say why, they can't actually give me an answer. It's just because yes. they've been told that that's the marker of success. Right. Um, I think it's important for us to realize, like you mentioned at the very beginning, that validation from others is part of the game. But I like that you're separating validation from being chosen versus connecting with readers who just want to hear more about what you have to say. They want to read your work. Maybe they have comments on it, things like that. Those are very different in my mind. So, right. Yeah. So you said you asked yourself, this question popped in your mind, what would I do um, if I didn't do that? Meaning people pleasing. What's yes. your answer? I'm still, um, it's a process I'm learning mm -hmm. and it's pretty interesting. It's like getting to know this groovy chick that I, I've been living with for a lot of years. And um, one what of the about things, this manuscript though, Lisa, like what would that look like if you remove people pleasing from that equation? Oh, well, that's another part of the journey is, you know, agents would say, well, in the same week, I got one agent response that said, don't call this humorous. Nothing is funny about this first chapter. Okay. <laughs> and another agent said, your first page had me laugh out loud. This is so funny. Yeah. And, but I shape-shifted the manuscript as I went along based on what people said. And I finally said, I can't do this anymore. So I got it back to um, what I like. Other right. than a prologue. I had a prologue in the beginning and mm -hmm. I've been told, Agents don't like prologue, so I'm still on the fence about that. But I, I got a developmental editor and we walked it through to get it back to where I wanted it to be. So it really is the book I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. Great. So I love that. And the agent situation you're experiencing is so common because any one person is not going to have the same opinion as another person. I'm really looking um, when I'm working with a writer, for example, on querying. I'm looking for a larger data set, patterns that are not two people out of 100 said, hey, this yeah. isn't funny. I'm really looking for more like 10 plus because anyone's opinion, even the professionals who are allegedly the people who know best, don't. It's just an opinion, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So what is your, you said you want to 
connect with people with this manuscript. Um, walk me through what this would look like in a best case scenario a little bit more. Well, my book is based on, it's suspense, but um, based on a woman who's trying to regroup, match her insides to her outsides, mm -hmm. learn kind of like I am, mm -hmm. what she's all about. And does it in first a hot yoga studio. That's his first book. The next mm -hmm. book is a relay race. And now I forgot the question already. Oh, your best case scenario. So are the books connected? Oh. Yeah, it's a series. The same Great. character goes from setting to setting. But I can see it really meshing with the fitness world and all the messages we're getting out there. I could see tapping into bookstores and yoga studios together. And I feel like we're all on this journey together of trying to figure out who we are. Mm -hmm. And I love how fiction can connect that for us. If we can relate to a character together, it just starts a deeper conversation. Yeah. So I could see readings at the bookstore. Mm -hmm. I could see small groups of the yoga studio. Mm -hmm. I could see, you know, selling the book at the relay races and having a you know, group of people that we can connect with there. And yeah. I'm even going to plan an idea in your mind and only take this if it resonates with you. But I see potential for um, some sort of pitch you can make to book clubs and groups. Yes. Where it is speaking, essentially. You're speaking about your book, but you can also um, speak to some of the themes that are in the book and maybe have some other things that are related, but not in the book that you can touch on when you meet with groups. So many groups are very eager, whether it's a book group, a local community organization, a running club, et cetera, et cetera, are really eager to find people to come in. And if you're willing to do that, now I'm not saying work for free, but you can always say, if you will purchase 20 copies of the book for the 20 members, I would love you know, to come speak with you. Um, if you're willing to review, I would be so appreciative, right? You can make these direct asks and maybe over time, it does become something where if you're proficient as a speaker, you can get paid for that. So that's just one idea of how this that's, could branch off into something else. Yeah, that's great. And it's not like I'm coming at it with all the answers. I'm saying, look, I'm, to quote you, I'm a peach. Not everybody likes peaches, but <laughs> I'm going to fully <laughs> inhabit my peachness. And I, I love talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that from another coach one time, and I just love it. Insert your favorite fruit here, right? For me, I'm probably grapes, maybe the fermented kind. <laughs> if those aren't for you, then maybe I'm not your person. I love that. But I also think in addition to maybe it doesn't, you know, not everyone likes your peach, Lisa, I would think about the fact that a lot of people are looking for exactly that. And if mm -hmm. you show up, not necessarily as an expert, I've said this in other podcasts before, but as a person who is able to contribute to the conversation, Yes. People really enjoy that. It's not that we don't want expertise, but there's a different energy to it. It's more collaborative. I know that when I show up that way to a book group, even though, yeah, I wrote the book, I'm just there to have a conversation. I want to hear what they have to say. Conversation goes in different directions. And those are so enjoyable. And I get so much feedback of the positive variety, to be clear. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's really what I want. I, I love talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's return to the models that you're discussing. Now, 
caveat being, I am not the end all publishing expert here contributing to the conversation. What I see happening is obviously traditional, which has shifted, especially with Amazon publishing on the scene. They are traditional, but they specialize very much in ebooks more than print. They do print too. So that's kind of changed the big five, Penguin Random House, uh, Hachette, Simon & Schuster, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, hybrid is the other end of the spectrum of you put some money in. To have a publisher help you promote your book. There are a lot of different models within hybrid. I can't speak to all of them, but you are making a financial contribution rather than getting paid in advance. And then independent right. publishing um, is you're self-publishing your book. Again, putting your own money on the line, but you're steering the entire ship. You are in charge of hiring someone to design your cover and having the final say on that. Finding an editor that works with you, hiring the proofreader, getting the book formatted. I've tried both self-publishing and traditional. I've never tried hybrid. And okay. I would say there is this kind of fourth player that I don't even know what it's called. And if anyone listening knows what this is called, weigh in. But there are um, different companies that will help you get to publication, but they don't take any of your royalties. So Girl Friday Productions does this. I um, can't remember the name of the publisher, but they publish David Goggins' books that are, I think it's Lion's Head or something. Different kinds mm -hmm. of models. So I see all different models popping up. All interesting, all worth a look. And mm -hmm. even though hybrid is generally not my favorite because I see many authors spending so much money that they maybe didn't want to spend. Um, it's still an option and it doesn't mean it's a bad model. So tell me what appeals to you about this. Um, I don't see me enjoying the process of hiring a designer, being a contractor for all the yeah. different parts of the book. I just want to write the dumb books and mm -hmm. be on my merry way. Um, <laughs> Which is good to know. The, yeah. the control piece excites a lot of people, but if it doesn't excite you, Unless you truly believe that's the best path and want to find excitement around it, that's a whole other conversation. But you don't. Yeah. If no, listeners can see I your don't. face, Lisa's <laughs> like, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I just want to focus on the stuff I enjoy. And yeah. um, this feels like, well, I was in a bookstore recently and there was a woman that walked in in her yoga clothes. And she was in the suspense area with me and she just ran her fingers across the spines of the books like I always do. Yeah. And she kind of looked around and then she left. She didn't pick out any book. And I just wanted to say, wait, I bet I'm writing one that you're going to love. But oh, right I away, I thought, well, if I go traditionally, it'll be here in four or five years. You know, it'll take a long time. But <laughs> this option that I've been presented with, she said we could be launching in the fall. Wow. Great. So okay. That appeals to me. Yeah. I like that about self-publishing too. I like the really sped up timeline of it. I uh -huh. personally am a highly impatient person and a highly impatient reader, I will say. Some of my favorite authors have become my favorite authors because they self-publish about so many books that I'm able oh. to pick up quickly. So there's that piece. Um, you like the timeline. What else appeals to you about this model? Then it's a known entity. I've mm -hmm. been putting together a list of indies and small presses I would query. And I don't know 
anybody there, it could be the same thing. They could say, yes, we'll publish the first book and it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. And nobody pub then the series is done if the yeah. first book doesn't sell well. Um, so, you know, two people I know have used this publishing company. It's a known entity. We really vibed when I met her. It feels like it's um, easy. Yeah, I like easy. After, yeah, after so long of putting my head against the wall, this feels too easy. Yeah. So, Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you like the reasons why you choose this publisher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And of course, listen to this episode after it comes out. It's, I think, fascinating to just hear really? and see what rings true and what doesn't. I've had a lot of people I've had on um, email me later and say, I needed to hear myself again. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to offer you and everyone listening a couple questions to bring to any hybrid publisher or semi-hybrid model where they are taking your money to do some services for you. Okay. And I'll have these, um, I'll put them in the show notes too, just so people have them in front of them. So first okay. is how long does it take? And you have some of this information, but get right. really specific about each timeline. What does the editing process look like? How much time will I have to turn around my um, edits, my proofreads, my copy edits, et cetera? The okay. other thing that I think is especially relevant for you, given what you've told me, is how do you handle distribution? Where is yeah. this book going to be? Is it possible that I can have it in my local bookstore? How do mm -hmm. you handle that process? Um, is there anything I can do? Because I know for many models, the author themselves can contact libraries, um, independent bookstores, even Barnes & Noble, and say, I had this book. Will you carry it? And a lot of times the answer is yes. So there's that. Uh, what do you expect of me? Right. What is my role in getting this book to publication? Okay. Because it can vary truly, very widely from publisher to publisher. Um, are there additional financial requirements? So I just heard about a newer publisher that has a relatively what I consider low um, buy-in for the author of around $3,000. And that is what I easily spend on each self-published book for editing, for cover, um, for vellum, which I use to format my books, et cetera. So I'm thinking this is low, but then I heard that the publisher also requires the author to cover 25% of marketing budget. And the question there is, what is the marketing budget? What does that look sure. like? Yeah. So a lot of that will be in your contract, but if it's not, you want to double check, especially if it's a newer publisher. And then... The question I would really want to know, just to get a t kind of a top-down view of this company, is what do you consider a success? What do those numbers okay. look like? Which of your books do you consider really successful? Just to get an understanding of how they operate and what they're aiming for on your behalf. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure there are millions of other questions we could ask. These are just the ones that come immediately to mind for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What do you think? I think my brain hurts again. There's so much to consider. <laughs> and I find that like with each day, I just have, oh, what about this piece? What about this piece? So it's nice mm -hmm. to have the time to consider it all and um, yeah. compare it to what I thought. It's a different type of path. Yeah. But... I'm also 
you know, happy that I have this option. I feel very mm-hmm. lucky that I have this option. So it's just a lot to consider, but it really helps to hear your take on it and your perspective. Yeah. I talked about this in the last podcast episode, but being open to different paths, I think is really a competitive advantage. So many things that have happened to me, my clients, my colleagues, were not what we intended or what we had in mind when we began this path of being an author. And sometimes you try something and you're like, yeah, that's not for me. On to the next thing. That's totally fine. But I've been pleasantly surprised many times. When I went to work with Amazon Publishing with my second novel, after Penguin said, we're absolutely never buying another book from you, at least not anytime soon. (laughs) I had lots of friends and colleagues in publishing who said, you are bonkers. What are you doing? Because it was very new, the Wild West. And of course, you know, hundreds of thousands of books later, I'm so glad I took that chance. Oh, yeah. So you just never know. But you, um, I want to bring your attention back to this idea that there's a lot. So I know, totally normal. And if I were on the other side of the camera, I would probably have the same thought. But what I want you to see is that earlier you said, seems easy. And you get to decide that every next step you take can also be easy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because as you described it to me, I thought this was beautiful. It's just this decision on this day, this decision on this day. It's like one thing after another, but not all at once. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if easy isn't the thing, I think it is because you said it, but if there's another uh, descriptor in here that you want to aim for, use that instead, but really be intentional about how you approach this possibility. Okay. Well, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Intention never hurts us. It always serves us. Yeah. So what do you think you'll do next? I have no idea. Well, I have um, other authors that I'm talking to that she publishes. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm kind of, I'm meeting with my favorite bookseller in town soon to talk about from their end. What do they, what Mm -hmm. do they see? And this is, this publishing house uses Ingram as a distribution company. Mm -hmm. And. I just want to see from their end, like, how easy would my book be to get for them? Yeah. So I I want to keep researching, I guess. Yeah, I love that. I think these are really excellent things that you're considering. Definitely talking to other people. Um, And that's true. Even if you're considering any other model, traditional, for example, I had had clients go to other authors published by certain houses that have made an offer on their book. And have gotten information that led them in a different direction. Now, I mean, I think at some point there can be too many cooks in the kitchen. You want to be careful about that. But when you trust someone and you know they're just giving you the facts, it's worth considering. Sure. Yeah. And I love the idea of going to the place that you want your book to be carried. Just saying, it's it's just going to happen. Right. It's just such a special spot to me. And they've been very helpful all along the process. I went to them and said, I have this idea for a book. Would it sell here? And so they've been really honest with me and very helpful. So I want to do a reading there. And that's that's on my bucket list. Oh, I love it. Do it. Send me photos. I cannot wait. I will. will. So good. Thank you for bringing this. I think it's going to help a ton of people and hopefully it helped you too. Oh, good. Yeah, very helpful. Thanks so much, Camille. Yeah, my pleasure. 
Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.